Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. Hi guys, it's Bethany. Kayla and I just wanted to put out a quick statement before the episode starts to explain why we didn't upload an episode last week. If you didn't already see on our social medias, our audio files for this episode had several complications, such as terrible feedback and audio that just magically disappeared out of thin air. <laughs> so as a result, this inevitably prolonged the editing process. So today's episode is actually last week's episode, and tomorrow we will be releasing the much-awaited Mama 2018 episode. Again, we're sorry for the delay, but we hope that you enjoy this episode, which is all about the I Need You era, so yay! <laughs> hope you all enjoy. Two, set, pop! Hey, welcome back. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany, and this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yeah, welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is a comedy fangirl podcast. That means that we're going to fangirl, especially today, uh, yes. laugh <laughs> and, <laughs> and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, I forgot how much I love this theory shit. <laughs> or, wow, I'm a pathetic sack of sobs for BTS. <laughs> then you're in the right place. So today's episode we are finally doing another era episode it has been since what i think like april since april it's like our 15th episode and we're like at fucking yeah. 48 or something like yeah it's been a while <laughs> i cannot believe that it's been this long uh since we've done an era the last one that we did was dark and wild um Mm -hmm. It's been for fucking ever. Too much has been going on in the BTS world, um, but we are finally... I mean, yeah, we had the tear come back and the answer come back. I mean, it was just insane. Insane. Um, yeah. Yeah. But today, we're going to talk about the most beautiful moment in life, part one era. So we're going to talk about all the official teasers and the music videos that were released during this time. Yes. But before we get into it, we want to thank you wonderful, amazing people for being here and for listening and for supporting us. Mm -hmm. um, if 
you're a fan of this show and you want to show your support for us, you can do that by one, telling people about the podcast. If you enjoy it and you're friends with somebody, maybe they would enjoy it too. And yeah, tell your army friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you want to show your support in another way, you could write a review for us on iTunes. Um, and then if you want to go just above and beyond and like really, I mean, blow us away the people that do this are just incredible we um, love you patrons <laughs> seriously you guys can donate monthly to our patreon at patreon.com slash standing bts or if you'd like you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standing bts podcast again your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes but again, any type of support is super appreciated. And we're just glad that you all are here listening. Yes. Okay. Lastly, before we get into this massive episode of The Most Beautiful Moment in Life Part 1, we need to congratulate BTS on their remarkable achievement that happened this past week. And not just BTS, but also the people working around them and working towards the same goals with them um, because uh -huh. they've received a Grammy nomination. Ah! Um, like, this is, this is incredible. crazy. I, I'm going to be brutally honest here i did not think it was gonna happen i was expecting the worst i was like man army's gonna be crushed because they didn't get a grammy nomination blah 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 like i just was expecting it not to happen because it's just such a rare thing to happen and they got nominated so bts their love yourself tear album is nominated for a grammy award for the best recording package which, if you don't know already, the Best Recording Package is awarded for the quality visual look of an album. Yeah, so the album is nominated alongside Husky Fox, which is a soul-based branding company, and they are credited as um, the creators of the official artwork for the Love Yourself Tear album. And um, I think also when I was seeing information about them, they're also credited for a lot of kind of like maybe their art style throughout and maybe um contributing to some of like the storyline or just kind of like themes. In their visuals. Yeah, and visuals mm -hmm, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um so Oh neat. I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is a really big deal. This is really cool because we get to see uh, you know, people that help make BTS who they are and have like gotten them to this point um be recognized for something that i think we all appreciate like who didn't love like all of the options for the love yourself albums four different albums for I each mean, one yeah. like i mean that's yeah. brilliant Kayla, we got it tattooed on us we got it we got it fucking tattooed on us uh -huh. oh my god bethany the, <laughs> did you not put the that together album <laughs> packaging that is like well, okay, so Tear got nominated, but we have the flowers from her, but like up for a Grammy nomination, something from Love Yourself. I'm sure it was the same company. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I'm assuming. Yeah. But I think it probably was. But yeah, I mean, it really is just such beautiful artwork. And I saw this tweet from someone on Twitter saying like, we all fell in love with BTS's visuals. They're just following the normal process of falling in love with BTS. So maybe down the road, they'll get a Grammy nomination for their music or for something else. But I mean, it's a Grammy nomination and BTS's name is right next to it. And they worked 
hand in hand with Husky Fox. And I think it's great that this is happening. Yeah. Even though it's not about their music, which some people are upset about. But at the same time, it's like they're still getting the recognition they deserve. Their visuals are beautiful. I yeah. Mean, and honestly, in K-pop, visuals are a huge thing. Like, oh, yeah. you don't ha- you can't have K-pop without having visuals, without having those factors contribute. So the fact that they're being recognized for that is a huge deal especially that they're being recognized for that in western culture and um somebody said like if you don't think that this nomination is a big deal because it's not about their music well the people that won previously were like david bowie Mm -hmm. beyonce like like huge huge names the beatles Um, (laughs) the peppers yeah i'll never forget that artwork it's phenomenal i love it so yeah it's it's an award that is very worthy and, and it means a lot. So I am excited for them. Maybe they'll win it. We'll have yet to figure that out come January. But I'm very excited for them. And just receiving the nomination is a huge honor in itself. For sure. Um, the other thing that is happening right now, well, I guess this week, Mama is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now when we're recording, it's Monday. So whenever you guys are listening... Um, Mama is either like almost over or already over. It's happening. And (laughs) it's happening for us right now. Um, so next week, next episode, we will cover all of the awards won and of course BTS's performance. And then lastly, we have some corrections or I guess clarification from last week's episode pertaining to BTS's MMA performance specifically the traditional Korean dances done at the beginning of Idol, which we knew going in and after we recorded, we were like, wow, we did not research what we should have. Yeah, Um, no. But something really great came from it, honestly, is we got this amazing email. I mean, one of the best emails we've honestly (sighs) ever received, point blank. Honestly. (laughs) I got, (laughs) I like saw this email first. The notification popped up. I happened to be looking at my phone and I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. And it is absolutely so sweet. So um, an army named Lana from Seoul, South Korea emailed us and she emailed us after listening to our most recent episode um, where we talked about the MMA performance. And so she shared a bit more information to us um, about the dances in the intro Mm -hmm. and she also gives us uh sent us links to the traditional dances which was so nice because then we could click on them and go look at them um and it's really cool we'll put those in the description in case you guys are interested in watching the traditional dance so for j-hope's dance lana said that she thinks his dance is a more freestyle version of this traditional dance but the dance um that the dancers are doing around him are a Korean traditional drum dance, I guess, and it's called Buk Chum. And Buk means drums, and Chum means dance in Korean. Um, for Jimin's dance, his dance is called Buche Chum, and Buche means fans, and Chum is also, again, dance in Korean. Um, and this dance is mostly performed by female dancers in Hanbok, but Lana said she guesses that the dance at Melon was designed to be danced by guy dancers to make Jimin shine more. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, Cookie, his dance is called 
Talchum, and Tal means mass, and chum again means dance. So Talchum, it can be characterized as a Korean dance performed while wearing a mask, mimicry, miming, speaking, and even sometimes singing, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. So those are all the three like traditional Korean dances. And she even said that the the dance that Jimin does, it, she actually had to do that in school. So oh, it's yeah. it's very much a part of their culture. Um, but also, Kayla and I would like to mention <laughs> that the props that Jungkook dances mm-hmm. with are mm-hmm. sleeves. <laughs> they are not ribbons. They are not streamers. That was so oh. dumb. I'm so sorry. Um, they're <laughs> sleeves. Um, that was just poor research on our part. Anyways, just a huge thank you to Lana for educating us more on Korean culture and traditions. We really do love learning about it, and we we try to be as accurate as possible in this podcast. But again, I mean, there's like English, Korean translations that don't always transfer over like perfectly, and it's sometimes hard to to know for sure. Yeah, and sometimes it can honestly just be hard to find like information in English about it. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. So. That was, again, yeah, that was just, like, a failure in more research on our part. But we always welcome you guys to send us more information whenever our information is lacking. So we really appreciate you, Lana, for your information and also for your super sweet and kind email. I cannot tell that English is her second language. That was crazy. I mean, she has better grammar than me. Oh, my God, no. She writes better than I do. (laughs) Yeah. Again, thank you so much. It was just such a a fun email to read, and it was just super motivating and also um, validating for us in this podcast. Anyways. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Again, this is all about the I Need You era and HYYH part one. So in this episode, we are going to cover the Most Beautiful Moment in Life Part 1 comeback trailer, along with the I Need You official trailer, the I Need You official music video, the original version, and then the official dope music video. And we know that there's a shorter I Need You official music video that was released April 29th, uh, 2015, along with the Most Beautiful Moment in Life Part 1 album. But today we're going to talk about the I Need You original version music video. And that's just because it shows the most crucial moments for each member's storylines. And those moments pretty much carry over into almost every music video and era from here on out, truthfully. Like we see it repeatedly. Um, So it's just like a couple minutes longer than the I Need Mm. You official music video. Yeah. So this one's the original. Um, And then lastly, we know that there's also a most beautiful moment in life part one album preview. And there's also a music video release for their Japanese song for you. But due to time, we won't be discussing those videos. So, yeah. (laughs) So let's get started with the most beautiful moment in life part one comeback trailer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this was released on April 17th, 2015. Um. And what we realized quickly at the beginning of it is that it's Yoongi's intro from the album played over the trailer, and the trailer actually illustrates the lyrics of the intro. Yeah. 
And so in this trailer, there's, it's made of these watercolor paintings, but it's animated. It's very two-dimensional, but the animation is just on the backdrop of this like textured painting, and it just looks like watercolor. It's really neat. Yeah, and it's really beautiful because all of the colors blend together in that way, and it just... It's a really cool art style for the video. It's visually pleasing for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it kind of starts with a shot of autumn leaves falling outside a classroom window. And then we see a person playing basketball. And we think this might be like depicting Yoongi himself. Because mm-hmm. um, it's his intro. Because it's kind of... So we... Yeah. Yeah. It's his intro. It's his song, his lyrics, you know. Um And it kind of looks like late afternoon or early evening. Um, The sun is kind of setting. It's right before dusk, it almost feels like. Like the the watercolor sky is like this bright orange, like really vibrant, beautiful color. Um, But this person is like training really hard, like practicing basketball, uh, running around the school's track, and then is later shown just like kind of sitting off on the side like on bleachers or something and um like sweating a lot from all of the hard work Mm -hmm. yeah and then after we see that shot it goes into this beautiful painting of a yellow flower that is blooming so then again we see some more running outside and it looks like he's running along a river and there's a city skyline behind him on the other side of the river so we kind of think possibly the Han River in Seoul We've heard, like, under the comments, some people were like, I want to go visit Hong Kong now, so I don't know if that's the Hong Kong skyline. We don't know, but there's, like, a city and a river, and he's just running alongside of it, still kind of training and and all that that we kind of saw from when he was at the school. Um, so this video shows clips of a classroom and even of playing basketball, which is very heavily linked to the boy in love and danger eras um, with, like, themes of going to school with themes of like being angsty and like even in the danger video Yoongi is like playing with a basketball um but we see this new concept now of the city and perhaps maybe life beyond school which is symbolizing the start of the next era um which is going to lead us into a more mature bts who begin to face and deal with more real world problems yeah definitely and i made an instagram post today because i've just been so in love with that i need you era like during this research And I'm like, wow, this is really when BTS is starting to grow up and they're starting to go from these like angsty boys to to men. And honestly, Boy in Love to Danger was a big jump, too. But this is like a really big jump even from that. I mean, you can really see that they're starting to to face these real world problems that just kind of come as as you start to to grow up and get older. You start to lose that kind of innocence. And so we start to see that a little bit Mm -hmm. just even in this this fucking trailer this comeback trailer it's amazing (laughs) yeah um so at the very end of the trailer we see the person uh continue to run running away from the city and the school and out to a field where there are cherry blossoms and they run through the cherry blossom trees and find a flower the flower that we saw blooming earlier in the video 
and he stands in front of the flower and watches it as its petals fall off and fly away. And a lot of people say that this is Jin's flower. Um, I think that would make sense with everything that Mm -hmm. happens from there on out. Um, But I also just, before we move on, I want to talk about the running and just how good of a symbolic kind of visual that is to go Mm -hmm. from danger into um most beautiful moment in life because he was literally running away from all of those things that we talked about being part of boy in love and danger and he's Mm -hmm. running towards like all the new things in this era and Mm -hmm. it reminds me of the it's the boy in love intro, the what am I to you Namjoon's oh, intro yeah. and how harsh the transition was in that video. Yeah. Um, and this kind of like gives me that same, it's not a harsh transition by any means, but it is still an obvious transition from one era to the next. It almost feels kind of bittersweet. The transition. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's well, because, because you're leaving stuff behind. Yeah. And no one, a lot of times when we're younger, we're like, oh, I just want to grow up. I want to be older. But once we're older, we're like, oh, I wish I could be a kid again. And just, it's just that bittersweet transition really into adulthood. And I think this trailer like beautifully depicts that because it is so, it is so visually pleasing. It's beautiful. There's not that harsh transition. It's very smooth, mm-hmm. but it looks like he's running away. Um, Some people are like he's trying to find a path or a direction because when we grow up, that's what we have to do. We have to figure out what we want to do with our lives. We're still finding ourselves. But it's this big jump from especially from in the States from high school to college life. Mm -hmm. That is intense. That is such a drastic transition because it is really going from this this childhood into adult life but you're still 18 it's like how do you know what you want to do with your life when you're that young yeah so I think it's a very it's a critical point in your life and it's just like this whole trailer is doing a beautiful job of depicting that kind of that transition I completely agree Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's just like that's just everything that we were talking about like it's just moving from one to the next in such a beautiful way and like a well thought out way okay so let's talk about the I need you official teaser so this was released April 23rd 2015 and right at the beginning of the teaser, we hear the instrumental. I feel like that's what people are really looking for when they see the teasers. Like, oh, what's the song going to sound mm-hmm. like? So that's what kind of jumps out to us first. And what people don't know at the time is that the instrumental is different from what the actual track sounds like. It's more acoustic, and the guitar and piano are a bit more jazzed up. Like, they're not playing all of the exact notes that are played during the song. It's a little bit more, like, fluttery, some notes put here and there to kind of jazz it up. But it's it's pretty subtle, and it sounds more acoustic. So the vocals are really what's pulling through as you watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get to hear the chorus of I Need You, and it sounds pretty much just like the, the chorus we hear in the actual track of I Need You. So it's not too different in this teaser. Yeah, something that... Um is interesting when this came out people like you said people didn't know that the sound of it was not going to be the actual song like can you imagine going from dark and wild from going from danger and war of hormone to 
um, this jazzy kind of semi-acoustic guitar and piano um, kind of like soft rock. And they had no idea. They had no idea. I mean, they had just come from danger. We really have just come from danger. You have to go back in time to really get the perspective of what people and what army were kind of thinking when this was released. Because danger is so like, just, you know, angsty, blah, 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 and and whatnot. And then you hear this, I need you, girl. It's Mm -hmm. so pretty. Were people like, this is big? Were people like, this is going to, this is a big move for them. This is going to be good. It's You know, were people just thinking, wow, this is so different. Like, this Uh is, I I can't even imagine this is BTS. Like, it's, and it is so different. And from this, like era comes everything that we have now like oh my gosh this was such a pivotal point for them this is a huge moment for them this is when theories were born this is when storylines were born this is when the love yourself concept was even starting i mean ah (laughs) (laughs) it's i think and we've said this this is not i think this is almost factual that the the most beautiful moment in life eras, part one and part two, is when BTS really started to kick off. Because we know mm-hmm. from No and No More Dream and Danger and War of Hormone, like those were all almost kind of, they were successful to an extent, but no one knew that they were going to blow up like they did. And they were still not making as much income as a lot of the other big three companies were. And this was just a huge I mean, pivotal before- point. before... Yeah. Really, before this era, they were worried about still, like, lasting and continuing to make Mm -hmm. music. And after this era and after the entire Most Beautiful Moment in Life series, all of that changed. I mean, we get fucking wings after that. Oh, my God. Fucking wings. Yeah. We are going on a huge tangent. (laughs) Man, we're going to go on a huge fucking tangent. but, (laughs) But it's like, you know what? It's an era episode, like whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so like I was saying, we get a close up of all of them and we really start to get a little bit of what's happening in their storyline. But at the end, we see all the members together walking along the train tracks Mm -hmm. and sitting atop a stationary train in a rail yard. (laughs) And they all look super... Go ahead. I you just do have it. to say, <laughs> I, just, say I do. Because this is why I love doing this podcast, because every single time we do research, <laughs> we have to look up other things to be like, what is that called? What is it? What is it for? What does it do? Um, so we were like, mm-hmm. they're walking. There's like trains that are just sitting there. What is that? And so I found out it's called a rail yard and a, <laughs> it can be called a rail yard, a railway yard. Or a railroad yard, <laughs> and it is a complex <laughs> series of railroad tracks <laughs> for storing. I don't know why you're laughing so hard. For storing, sorting, and or loading and unloading railroad cars and locomotives. So that's where they are when they're having like all of their like the this cute moment where they're walking along the train tracks in the teaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's amazing that's that's something we've learned from this podcast. But it's so true. I know. <laughs> There's another moment like that for me down the road. I'll share it with you. I didn't tell you while we were doing research. I had to look up what something was. I'm like, what the hell is that thing called? I don't even know. Oh my god. 
I can't Anyways, wait. <laughs> during this this teaser, they all look really happy together in contrast to how upset and kind of worried they looked while they were alone during their individual shots. Mm-hmm. So we kind of see that and we kind of get that from it. And I and I can see how it was a really good teaser. And people are like, oh, what's going on? Why are they upset? What's happening? Um, but overall, yeah. you can tell that each member has something going on in their mind, something that's kind of worrying them. And we aren't quite sure yet what that is. And really, we don't quite know for a while during the whole, um, the next couple eras. Um, But we do see Mm -hmm. Jin cry during this teaser. Uh, We do see him look at the camera while the other members don't, which is already kind of separating his story from the rest. Um, Fuck. Uh, So the teaser was, I thought it was beautifully (laughs) done. It's well thought out. And it it makes you want more, just like what a teaser should do. Mm, for sure. Yeah. So without further ado, let's just talk about I Need You, um, the original version music video. This was released on May 10th, 2015. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to talk about their outfits, like their outfits when people think about this era. It's what they're known for. Um, and it's kind of like the way that they styled their clothes for outings and fan signs and comeback stage and whatever. Um, so they all have short, slightly tussled hair with bangs over their foreheads. Um, and sometimes they might like throw a beanie in there on their head. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, <laughs> their hair looks wet. That's also kind of a most beautiful moment in life. Part one kind of concept. Yeah. Sometimes it looks a little mm-hmm. wet. But I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, On their tops, they are usually wearing T-shirts or casual collared shirts um, layered with bomber jackets or sweatshirts. And then on the bottom, like, they consistently are wearing dark wash jeans cuffed at the ankles. It's like a look. (laughs) Um, And then on their feet, they're wearing combat or Chelsea boots. Um, And I actually looked up Chelsea boots because I wanted, I found out that they were called that because I wanted to be able to to describe them. Mm -hmm. So they're basically like men's, like plain men's boots that go up a little bit past their ankle. And they don't have like any ties or anything on them. But on the side, on the ankle, on the inside and outside, they have like some like really thick black elastic. But other than that, it's like just a leather boot. They look really nice. Yeah, they do. Um, So they're wearing those or combat boots. And then their socks can be exposed, but they're not always exposed. So we see these outfits during the intermittent happy scenes in this music video, um, which always come during the chorus. We see them doing various things, such as walking in a rail yard. Um, They hang out on top of the train cars. They smile. They're laughing. And they're also kind of walking down the train tracks, trying to balance, pushing each other around, just being cute. This is such a concept, really. It's just iconic. I hate to say iconic. I've ruined that word for myself, but it's true. You, it's just such a great scene for them. It's, it's, everyone knows it when they're walking down that those train tracks and they're all kind of just smiling, laughing, pushing each other, leaning on each other. It's so cute. It's such a look for all of them. Yeah. 
We also see them doing things like running down a tunnel that I feel is only meant for like foot traffic. It's very small. Um, They like are running down it and then they'll stop and look in a mirror together, which is really cute. Like for some reason, just looking at the reflections and all of them kind of make their little face and pose Mm -hmm. in the mirror is just awesome. They also <laughs> they also sit around a bonfire and fall asleep together and then like um it turns to black and white over them sleeping. Yeah, that's at the very and end. Then, yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of the video, all of them are together in these outfits um at the pier. The this pier that we see like that we've seen like hundreds of times now in 2018. Mm-hmm. But this is like the first time that we see yeah, it. Yeah, we and have no idea what is to happen at that pier from here on out. Like no one knows God, at this point. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. How important that pier scene is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're at the pier, happy together and overlooking the ocean. Okay. So those are kind of all the, the group scenes, but the majority of this music video are these individual scenes telling a storyline of each of the members and kind of these problems or kind of struggles that they're going through during Mm -hmm. the time. Um, So before we get into the member stories, we want to put out a trigger warning for abuse, poverty, drug abuse, alcoholism, violence, domestic violence, depression, because even though you have probably seen this music video, you maybe haven't broken everything down before. We really felt that these kind of heavy topics are extremely prevalent in the storyline. Um, and it made us kind of even reflect on our own lives and things that have happened to us and our, our friends and family. So we just want to put this out as a warning, even though you've seen it. Um, we just want to let you know that we will get into some discussion about it, really nothing more than what you've seen in the music video or what the music video is kind of implying. Right. Um, These are issues facing many people around the world, and we think it's great that BTS addresses them. Um, But like you said, that means that we're going to be talking about them during our discussion. So if you don't want to hear anything like that, just skip ahead to, um, to dope, just go ahead and skip on by it won't hurt our feelings we're gonna get, we're gonna real, get real fan, fan girly, girly for that one you can just go right ahead <laughs> the episode yeah. will end on a quite happy note <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay so firstly i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about Jin and then j-hope and jimin primarily and you're going to talk about suga and jungkook and um namjoon and taehyung yeah, yeah. um And the reason why we group them like that is because we know now in 2018 that those people are kind of intertwined in the storyline. Yeah. So for Jin's kind of story, um, the way that we did this is we just connected all of their little clips and scenes in the music video and put them in order. So for Jin, the first thing that we see for him is that he's sitting on a bed and it looks like that room that we see him in repeatedly where it's just dark brown flooring, a bed, maybe a shelving unit, windows, and he's always dressed in like a plain white shirt and like dark Mm -hmm. shorts. The bed is white, the curtains are white, Mm -hmm. yeah. So he's sitting on this bed and then we get a close-up shot of a single tear rolling down Um, I believe his left cheek. Um, And then he stands up 
walks to the middle of the room and places the flower petals in a small pile on the dark wood floor. Mm-hmm. Which we've seen a lot of since. Which we've seen a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, the next shot we get from him is an up-close shot of the burning petals. And the next thing that we see is Jin opening the curtains like... You know that we've now seen him do a million times, and this even is, in Epiphany, even in yeah. fucking Epiphany. So this is just <laughs> the beginning of this like repetitive theme for him with opening curtains, and this is also why people think that Jin like travels, like time travels through windows. Um, <clears throat> and then the last thing that we see of Jin in this video. Um, that's not part of like the happy moments is a shot of a single tear rolling down his face again. And this is in reaction to Young's actions, which Bethany will tell us about in a minute. Yes. <laughs> so overall Jin's role in this video, his, his, he's in it only a little bit and his moments are very short and don't have a lot of explanation. But what we do know at that moment when this video came out is that he was separate on his own and we don't really see the other members with anybody else but Jin is like very very isolated like yeah definitely and along with that like even though he has a tear coming down his face we don't know why we can see with all the other members exactly not almost exactly but you know a glimpse we know what they're struggling with yeah yes exactly whereas Jin He's just dressed in white. He seems very, like, to the side. We don't know why he would be crying. We don't know really what's going on with him because all we see of him is dressed in white in this room looking out a window with these petals in his hand. Yeah. And and so we just don't know. Mm-hmm. So next I'm going to talk about J-Hope and Jimin's kind of sequence. Um, so this is them mixed together, just how their storyline happens. Um, because I feel like later on when we do more theory episodes, how their lo- storylines work together is going to matter. Or not more theory, more era episodes. Um, <laughs> no more theory episodes. No I'm more. <laughs> can't do it. We did one. I just can't. We did one and that one was too much. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... The first thing that we see is Jimin in a bathtub with, uh, and he's burning a note that he's written on yellow legal paper. And then we see a close up shot of Jimin like sitting in the bathtub and he's looking up at the camera in like a really sad way. Next, we see J Hope in a bathroom and he grabs a pill bottle from the mirror's medicine cabinet and pours like. 10 pills into his hand and half of them fall through his fingers but like it's assumed that he just takes whatever he takes mm-hmm. um like this isn't just his daily medicine routine yeah yeah no it's definitely not like a normal amount that he takes mm-hmm. it's not a prescribed amount it is way 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 too many mm-hmm. um So the next thing we see is J-Hope slowly walking dazed across that bridge that we saw in the intro. And the next thing that we see is that he passes out. And I just think that the way that they did this and the way that he acted it 
was really well done because it really does look like somebody is passing out. Mm -hmm. Like his body goes limp from like the bottom up and he just kind of like falls over and just completely collapses on the ground. The way his eyes roll back. Yeah. Yeah. And the camera just kind of pans up and away into this bird's eye view. And it looks like, you know, he's kind of in between like the the railing that's guarding from the sidewalk from the, the road. And it just seems like nobody's going to see him and that he's alone. And it's just kind of like, damn, like that that's real shit right there. Um, yeah, yeah. So... The next thing that we see is Jimin sitting outside the bathtub and he's wearing a white tank top and he has like a dark gray towel wrapped around him, but he's still shivering and he's very wet still. Um, It's almost like the, I feel like the towel is wet, like it's not doing anything for him. Mm -hmm, Yeah. And behind him, the bathtub is overflowing and it keeps pouring onto him and when we were researching, you pointed out that this is just like fake love yeah. when Jimin is in that big room and he turns off the sink and then those huge, those two waterfalls, one from each side, come and pour down like right over him. And it's just like... Yeah, I think, uh, I think from my perspective and how I perceive it is... Yes, he's sitting on the floor, and I need you. He's sitting on the floor of the bathroom, and you see that the tub is overflowing, but it's not a whole bunch of water, like, overflowing. It's kind of splashing around a little bit, but it's not a lot. Um, But if you look from Jimin's perspective, if you were to see what he was really going through in that time, seeing those flooding gates of water behind him in, in fake love, that's probably what it felt like to him in that moment. And that, I really think that parallels, and that's kind of what I got from it. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think that that's a really cool idea and a really cool connection. And I love kind of like that symbolism, if we can connect those two things. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I think it makes sense, like in this setting and knowing that all of this stuff kind of connects and is in like the same kind of universe. And especially with the themes of fake love, like it would make sense. Yeah. Um, So when he's sitting outside the bathtub shivering, just like the look on his face is so painful to see because he just looks miserable. Mm -hmm. Like he's looking down into the left like he doesn't even want to look or acknowledge the bathtub that he's leaning against. Like and he doesn't he's not really looking at anything. And he's just like he looks so just like lost and just tormented and sad and it's awful um the next thing that we see is a shot of jimin in the bathtub and he's burning the note again so it's another shot of him burning the note and then he's crying like really hard like i mean ugly crying Mm -hmm. and he's just like losing it and he's grasping his face with his hand and just like holding on to his forehead. And it's just, it's an, it's like an intense little few moments of the video. Yeah, He doesn't know um, what to do. He looks like he's hopeless. No, he doesn't. And he's just doesn't yeah. know how to help himself at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so it's implied that he kind of went into the bathtub with some intentions that he wasn't sure if he was going to go through with or not. Um, he's clearly really sad and doesn't know how to deal with it or doesn't know what to do. So the last clip that we see in the storyline of Jimin is him in the bathtub and he lets his head slip underwater uh apparently drowning himself Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that's really at the the climax of the song and like the climax of the music video because this is when all the storylines reach their peak like the the most critical Mm -hmm. part um and that's when he yeah 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 so with Namjoon and Taeyang, we start. We first see Taeyang, who is sitting outside an apartment alongside a couple of glass bottles. And then with Namjoon at the very beginning, we see that he's working as an attendant at a gas station. And he's kind of sucking on this sucker. And also, we have to point out that he's wearing a jacket that says Paradise on the back of it, which we are like, oh my god, is that like hinting at Paradise the song that comes in tears many eras later? which is insane. Um, but, of course, BTS is always, like, 20 steps ahead of ARMY. Um, <laughs> but Young, for his story, he eventually gets up, puts his hood on, and he leaves the apartment. In Namjoon at the gas station, while he's sucking on that sucker, there's a car that pulls up. And so he, that's his cue to do his job, and he fills the tank. So as the car is leaving, it's courtesy to tip the, the person who filled your tank. But this car, the person just tosses the money out the window and on, and it falls onto the ground. And it's just so shitty and disrespectful because they don't even have the courtesy to hand him his tip. They're just like, you're trash, you're worthless, I'm going to just throw my money out on the floor for you to pick up off the ground. It's really crappy. Yeah, yeah. So Namjoon goes over to the money that's on the ground and he just drops his sucker onto it like, fuck this. I mean, he just looks fed up. Like, he's just, I mean, his storyline, we find out that he comes from poverty and he has this kind of hard life where he's living paycheck to paycheck. But even then, it was just so disrespectful. He felt like trash and he's like, screw it, and drops the, the sucker on it. So for Young. We see him walk along the bridge, and he is holding up that stick, and he's hitting onto those metal bars on the bridge as he walks along it. Um, and then he eventually aggressively hits at this, what I think is a Red Bull can, <laughs> that was sitting on the railing of the bridge. And we see him kind of walk away and just spit. And it's almost like this is symbolizing that what is happening in Young's mind is kind of reaching a breaking point or like a final decision to go and confront whatever he's been thinking about. So then we see Young go back to his apartment. He looks through the crack of a door to see his alcoholic father physically abusing either his sister or his mother. And Young does not hesitate to grab one of those glass alcohol bottles that were sitting outside beforehand. Um, or in the room, I guess. He's kind of like in the apartment and this is like another room he's looking into. But he grabs a glass bottle and he storms into the room and he hits his father on the head with it. And then he proceeds to use this broken glass bottle to stab his father repeatedly, which results in him killing his own father. Um, And he then falls to the ground And he cries into his bloody hands. Sorry for the graphics. But 
it's just kind of like, wow, he's, he's crying. Even though he knows that his father is abusive, he, his son had just killed him. And I can't imagine, cannot imagine what that is like. So we later see Young at the pier. So at the pier, Young kind of looks over his shoulder and Jin looks over his shoulder. And this is the first time that we really see Jin have a super meaningful interaction with another member um, that we've been getting with all the other members like Jimin and J-Hope, Yoongi and Jungkook and Namjoon and Young. So this is kind of like different because Jin has just been on his own. And it's just really kind of hinting at what is to come down the road because Young's story is really intense. All of their stories are, but, you know, he's, like, killed his father. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to Suga and Jungkook's story, at the beginning we see Yoongi lying on one side of a motel bed, and he kind of longingly rubs at the empty, the empty space that is next to him. So then Jungkook, we see him walking along what looks like an above-ground metro, kind of like some sort of transportation system in the city that he's walking along and it's kind of deserted and he's just kind of hitting at things so as the song starts we see yugi sit up on the edge of the bed and he's flicking at a lighter in his in his left hand and he kind of drops his head kind of side to side and he's crouched over while rapping his verse and he just looks reckless really and then it goes back to Jungkook, who is walking the streets rather carelessly, which this is the first time I've really picked up on Jungkook's story because to me his story is kind of interesting because there's no real obvious um, hurt that's going on in his life. There's no obvious kind of um, problem that he's coming across. So he's walking these streets kind of carelessly, and he bumps shoulders with two men. Well, one of the two men, but they're two men together. And they have their hoods up, and they turn around kind of threateningly. And we then see that the two men take him into an alley or a closed shopping center where they throw him against these store shutters or industrial rolling gates. That is what I had to look up, (laughs) Kayla. (laughs) I was like, what are these things? They're industrial rolling gates, which are the things that, like, at the mall, they close them to, like, cut off Mm -hmm. the store when you're closed. But I'm like, wow, I have no idea what that is. So it's an industrial rolling gate. Well, cool. Um, But they, yeah, so they they kind of, they throw them against this industrial rolling gate and they beat them up. Which we don't see Jungkook throw even one punch. Like, he's not fighting back. He's just taking it and accepting it, really. And after he gets beat up, he falls to the ground. He clutches at his stomach. He's obviously in pain. He just got beat up. And his eyes look empty. There's literally no emotion in his eyes. And it's very confusing to me because... Jungkook's story is just a mystery. I don't know if he seeks dangerous situations or he's careless and therefore comes across these dangerous situations because of his carelessness, or he gets kind of like a high out of being in these dangerous situations, kind of like an adrenaline junkie. I really don't know. He's just being reckless, but in this kind of careless way. I don't know if he's really... You know, like, Yoongi's storyline is is reckless to himself. It's it's just a very obvious he's seeking this. He's doing it because he wants to. And Jungkook seems like he's just kind of walking into these scenarios. And 
So then we see Jungkook later on walk away from being beaten up and out into a street where he makes eye contact with a car that is headed right to him. And so from here, we can kind of, now that we've seen the Love Yourself, uh, her highlight reels, we see that Jungkook gets hit by a car and is admitted to a hospital. Again, it's just this like careless behavior. It's like he just doesn't seem to care that he's coming across these situations and he doesn't seem to try to get himself out of it. But in terms of Yoongi's story, we see him walk into the motel room that he was in. He walks in with a jug of gasoline and pours the whole thing over the bed and around the room and we see him light the room on fire. And he's standing there, again, very similar to Jungkook where he's being reckless and careless and he doesn't seem bothered or threatened by the flames that are around him. Really, Jungkook and Yoongi's story are so interesting because they're the two that seem like they're so, um, like they do not care about any kind of like physical pain. Like they just don't care. Like Yeah, they're just going through life as if they don't care if they like die or not really it's like really heartbreaking in a totally different way that we see with like jimin and j-hope mm-hmm. and like you said like with yungi you can kind of be like oh it was we know like from later on in the theories apparently like his mom in this universe died so like you could say like he was missing her or you could say he was missing like a significant other but with jungkook it's kind of like we can't figure out a reason why it just seems like he has like this death wish like he just doesn't care so let's talk about dope yeah (laughs) we need to Um, we need to we need we gotta get to it um so if you were skipping um now's your time to stop um stop stop skipping ahead listen to dope now Mm. um okay so Dope was released on June 23rd, 2015. Um, So what we're going to do first, we have to, we have to just talk about like their outfits. Yes. Their main outfits (laughs) because it's such, (laughs) it's such a big part of Dope. Yeah. Yeah, Um, it is. So Nam June, he is a hotel porter, which is like a bell person, like a bellboy doorman valet kind of like does a lot of different things um mm-hmm. some people think that he's a like wearing a military uniform but i couldn't find any military uniforms that look like his and also it doesn't have like any badges or anything so i yeah we're, we're pretty certain that he's a hotel porter yeah um, there's just some conflicting sources um yeah. but we think hotel porter yeah yeah um so he's wearing a black porter's jacket with some gold straps like along the cuffs as decorations and on his sleeves and they're kind of crossed on his shoulders and then he has this fancy looking porter's hat and it has a gold trim on it with um an eagle decoration and then of course he has blonde hair which is just the best (laughs) it is yes So for Jin, it's quite obvious that he's a doctor because he's wearing a white coat. Um, But underneath his white coat, he has a white button-up shirt, a black tie, a stethoscope around his neck. He also has books in his hands, like he's been studying for his boards or something. Um, (laughs) But then he also has dreamy black hair. The best. Um, So Suga, his is also conflicting, but we have a 
confirmed or what through our research we've confirmed um yeah (laughs) (laughs) so a lot of people say that he's a naval officer but he is actually supposed to represent uh, a korean firefighter because the the uniform that he's wearing is actually a the formal wear for korean firefighters Mm -hmm. um so he's wearing white pants and he has this dark, um, like a black dress jacket. Um, and it has like badges and things all over it. And those are the same ones that the Korean, actual Korean firefighters wear on their uniform for the formal wear. So it all matches up. It's very cool. Um, so on his jacket, he also has like gold accents on the jacket. And then underneath the jacket, it's just like a white dress shirt. Um, and maybe the most important part, again, hair. He has like this bleach blonde yes. hair, which is just I love the bleach so blonde hair amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so next is J-Hope. So J-Hope is also quite obvious he's a race car driver and he's in this race car jumpsuit uniform that has colors of black red and white kind of all over it and it's also leather and pretty tight (laughs) but it has um the firefox racing logo on it um so jimin is supposed to be an office employee um so he's just wearing like a pretty simple outfit. He has a long sleeved white button down shirt, a thin black tie, very nicely tightly fitted black slacks and some really shiny black dress shoes and of course he has this red fucking hair and it just Uh, like amazing too he also all of them have such good hair color i know i know It, it just like anytime any of them have red hair it's just the best like yeah so it's just really cute Mm -hmm. so for Young, he is a private detective he is wearing a gray suit jacket with matching gray dress shorts they're not pants they're like shorts and it's everything it's everything Um, (laughs) (laughs) really um but then he has a white button-down shirt underneath with this adorable red bow tie he also has crew length socks on shiny black dress shoes and he has a magnifying glass in his hand which kind of gives mm. him away. <laughs> Solve some crimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Jungkook is also pretty obvious. He's a police officer. So he's in a police officer uniform. And one of the best parts about this is that he's wearing a harness that like crosses on his back um, mm-hmm. and then it fastens a baton around his waist. He's also wearing these big black boots, a black belt and also amazing black studs in his ears which uh, like they look like small oh my gauges. god yes and i feel like black gauges like that like small black gauges are so fucking sexy to me and have they always are. been so those black studs like mm, i love a man <laughs> in a black stud like yes, yes damn of course also he has this dark purple hair which is just like Oh, mm-hmm, yeah. And the hair colors, they're just so perfect. Yeah. Yes. Um and then we get to see some exposed forehead which just really completes the outfit. 
So we're going to talk about the music video just like we're not going to chunk it up like we did with I Need You. We're just going to go through and talk about what happens and fucking fangirl this shit. Yes. Because so. <laughs> this, this, this music video, that's what it's for, to just fangirl God. the whole damn time. It is. Like, you can't help it. Um, so, like, because literally right from the beginning, Namjoon fucking starts us off with that smile and that amazing dim. And he's like, oh, first time to BTS. Like, and it was, Bethany, it was. (laughs) God. Anyways, um, and then also right after Namjoon, Jungkook comes in and like, it's literally like right from the beginning. Do not look at me like that. Like he (laughs) is glaring. I know. And the thing is, is that he's just so young. So it's just makes me feel strange because like he looks hot, but I'm like, man, he's only what, like 18 in this, if that. (laughs) So it's like, oh, do not look at me like that. It's like conflicting feelings. Stop it. I know. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, so also, the next person that we see is Park Jimin, who's just like sitting in an office space, surrounded by stacks of shit that he probably has to go through. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing this amazing like blue lanyard and he has these round glasses on right at the beginning he ends up taking them off for the dance because the dance is just like too intense Mm -hmm. but like he there's this point he's kind of like sitting on these stacks and his legs are spread and his knee is like or his elbow is like resting on his knee and he just like looks up at the camera like glances up and he looks like such a fucking like fuck boy Ugh. like i don't know why it gets to me mm-hmm. so bad yeah no it gets me oh. too also when he he just like tosses that blue lanyard when he tosses that that affects me yes. too in some weird way um <laughs> but yeah so he kind of goes <laughs> off screen and we go to where all of bts are and they're in this like um warehouse kind of thing i don't really know mm-hmm. but yeah they're there and they're actually all in outfits that look similar to Jimin so like a white button down shirt and then black tie all that yeah and this like choreography like at this moment when they all come together for like the chorus like I'm dope like it's fucking like they all go so hard and like they Mm -hmm. they are in so much in sync like it's crazy and this dance work very in sync very in sync so like it just and the camera work it's just super cool yes yes but then we pan away from that and we see J-Hope who just jumps into the shot like he just came off the racetrack. He's looking super fine. But as he's there, he kind of is like in this hallway and he like jumps forward and he's just flinging his arms and legs around like totally hosok. But what's so cool is when he comes up to the front, you see these checkered race flags kind of fall down behind him and he beats at his chest and he holds his hands out to the side of him and he looks really cute and adorable. And right as he's doing that, we see Min Yoongi appear who pushes him out of the shot. Just like, get out of here. Min Yoongi. Mm-hmm. like his mm-hmm. his verse in dope is fucking amazing and especially in this music video because it starts off with just like a close-up shot of him with his blonde hair and he just looks dangerous 
Um, <laughs> so one of the coolest parts about this first little verse of his is that he counts on his fingers. Uh, he counts the beat on his fingers and mm-hmm. he, his hand moves to the beat and like, also the shot of the drones around him there's like four drones that have like different colored circles on them flying Mm -hmm. around and it just visually looks so fucking cool like he's legitimately the coolest person on the planet Mm -hmm. and that uniform and that bleach blonde hair and that eyeliner hello oh my god the eyeliner so heavy and dark i love it and then he also has like this black hooped kind of studded earring in like okay yungi stands you okay (laughs) Okay, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) So then it transitions to Young, who's sitting on top of a desk, and he's talking into this old-fashioned phone while he's looking through his magnifying glass and these super cute glasses he has on his face. And around him are all these super old-fashioned records. And he just looks so cute and in his element. I love it. But also his skin is glowing, that honey glow that he has, his melanin showing through. I love it. So with those like dress pants shorts that he's wearing, his legs are fully exposed. And I'm just like, why do his kneecaps look hot? (laughs) like why are his kneecaps hot um his fucking legs like his legs um (laughs) also just like the way that he is talking is sexy like Mm -hmm. the way that his mouth moves why is the way that his mouth moves like sexy but it is (laughs) like i don't know yeah god these boys know they know their angles they know when they look hot i don't understand it but okay (laughs) (laughs) i surrender god (laughs) um so then taehyung takes off his glasses and jin whispers something into his ear and so he just so cutely backs away and ducks his head uh to put on his stethoscope it's just adorable Mm -hmm. and he looks up with this like super excited adorable expression and his eyes are just like so so bright and he just looks so happy Mm -hmm. um but i just have to say when he does his little choreo right there just i'm sorry but jimin like totally steals the show with his moves <laughs> and like his glare oh. like jimin is just being a little bit extra over there on the left side mm-hmm. and like come on he's the only one that i'm looking at <laughs> <laughs> you know it's okay So then Jungkook comes into the picture and he bends over and he's kind of hunched over and he kind of directs the camera over to where the choreography is about to happen. And it's just so cute. And really, this is when his face is starting to thin out. He's starting to look older. Baby boy, so cute. But you're starting to look sexy and it's weird because you're still young, but like we're all confused. Anyways. (laughs) Um, But then also at this moment when Jungkook comes and directs the camera over to the middle, I just have to say that I noticed Jin fucking standing there in the back middle and he's looking directly at the camera, like full eye contact and with his black hair and beautiful, like perfect face and skin. He just looks like Prince fucking charming. Like it really got me right in my chest. (laughs) I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah. Um, But it was amazing. So look for that part when you watch the next time. Yeah. 
I also love after the choreography when Nam June's part comes and all of the members squat down in time to the beat while Nam June comes up and then he runs up to the front, like he scurries up to the front real cute. And then this part where he like thrusts out one arm at a time where he's like flexing and the members slide out from behind him because they were all lined up behind God. him. And then when he brings it yes. out, like the camera angle, it's so cool. They like come out of nowhere. Um, but it's just perfectly synchronized with him flexing his arms. It's just so powerful. And then as if that wasn't enough power, he then kind of ducks out of the camera shot and you see Min Yoongi run up to God. the front from behind him. Peers out, he just appears out of nowhere. And it's just amazing. And you see <laughs> Namjoon come back, like he stands back up and you see Yoongi dis- disappear behind him. And it's just really neat how this all looks. And then after his, like, verse, he, like, slaps himself, which is also, like, I think just an iconic moment of this music video. (laughs) It is amazing. Um, So for Young's part, he's looking really, really cute. He's working his angles. He's showing a lot of teeth, and I just want him to, like, bite me. Like, when he's singing and he's doing that, I'm just like, oh, like, just bite me um <laughs> and i just have to talk about the dance move that he does during the yeah part like mm-hmm. that like you this was again the first bts music video i ever saw we've said this like so many times on this podcast but i was like i think i'm a Young bias like just from that <laughs> moment because it's just so hot yeah he kind of like clenches his fists and he kind of like shakes his arms and he kicks his leg out it's pretty aggressive yeah. but yeah it's yeah, yeah it's that Fuck. yeah mm-hmm. i also have to mention that his hair is so cute and it's so fluffy and full and it's pulled forward it's kind of curly but not really but there's just so much hair pulled forward it's just so full and it's so cute and he really does look anime-esque i know we say that a lot but he does god he is though and then he wipes at his upper lip and then kisses all of us like he blows us a kiss god Mm -hmm. God. murder me (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) fan cook or fanfic spoiler Really? <laughs> um, so then we get to the bridge, and during the bridge, uh, Jimin gets a close up when he's singing his little uh, bang tan style, and he kind of loosens up his tie and looks up at us with that red hair. Like, it's a major fucking look. Like, I just. Yeah, it is. <laughs> damn. And then JK's high note. JK is right after that, and he has this amazing high note, and mm-hmm. like, he just kills it and he looks super happy and confident in the video it's awesome and he kills it when he sings it live too i've seen a comp of just that high note over and over and over during Mm -hmm. concerts and he just nails it every time (laughs) um also jimin does a lot of his classic i'm gonna look really sexy and then turn cute on you in 0.3 seconds um that happens quite a bit around this time Mm -hmm. and really in this video it's just a problem um it's unfair duality it is fucking unfair <laughs> like you know try being yes. a gym and stand and going through it 30 times a day like yeah uh, i'm sure okay <laughs> no it's hard <laughs> yeah 
But so at the very end of this music video, they are all in their like uniforms that they are all are doing because they're all these kind of like different professions. And so it's like this big dark room and that's where the main choreo is shown at the end. And it's just so aesthetic and we just love them and they're all so badass. And this music video is just so fun. I'm so happy we finally got to cover it. Me too. Okay, so before we wrap up this episode, I just have to talk about this weird fucking theory connection that I came across during research. Um, So I found this on Wattpad, and it was written by Princess Lila, and the post is called Dope Theory. Um, And it has really, really strong theories for four members in relation to Dope and I Need You. So get ready, because this is just fucking crazy. This made me flip the fuck out. It blew our socks off. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Me and cliches. God. Um, So I'm basically just going to read what she has. I'm going to paraphrase some, read what else she has. Um, So... In I Need You, Jungkook is harassed and beaten up by random men on the street. So they're proposing that Dope is like this alternate universe. So in this alternate universe of Dope, Jungkook is there to protect people as a police officer. Mm -hmm. That is a huge correlation. I definitely see that. Very strong correlation. Um, So in I Need You, Young kills his father and he eventually opens up a case file about the murder so then in dope Young mm-hmm. is a fucking detective and he solves cases what the fuck that is i just like when i heard that one i was like okay wow that it's is like really complete, unreal yeah it's like the complete flip side mm-hmm. um so the next one, uh, Yoongi. In I Need You, Yoongi is seen longing. He's angry, and with that anger, he lashes out and lights the room on fire, eventually causing the entire motel to catch on fire as well. In Dope, no. he is also wearing um, a the formal wear for Korean firefighters. Um, like we said, so it's almost like he's paying his service back for the men and women who put out his fire in I need you. But I just think to me, when they pointed this out, I was like, Mm-mm, I need to go fact check this. Like yeah, I, that's yeah. when I Googled formal wear, like I Googled Korean firefighter formal wear and you can find events where Korean firefighters were honored. And so they were like invited and they wear their formal wear and it is literally the exact same fucking jacket that Yoongi wears in dope. It is insane. What? Like, how have we uh, not heard these theories before? How have we not fucking heard this? Until now. (laughs) Until now. And it's just, it's just the, you know, they, again, with the same thing that we had with the last one, it's like the complete opposite setting the fire and then being a firefighter. Um, which also is like symbolically fighting against all of Yoongi's like problems that he's going through that's causing this fire in his life yes. and the the alternate universe dope version of him is the firefighter and it's just like fuck like <laughs> god damn it um, yeah yeah <laughs> so um okay so the last one that we're going to talk about is Jin 
Um, so in I Need You, Jin was in pain knowing that some of his friends died and is still trying to accept the reality of them being gone. Um, knowing what it's like to lose people so close to you in the dope universe, Jin becomes a doctor. And this person says that it's trying his best to make sure no one has gone through the pain of losing a loved one. But it's almost like doctors save lives and Jin and the I need you universe wished that he could have saved those lives. Exactly. Um, exactly. So mm-hmm. either way, all of those four, the other three that she had listed, I felt like we're kind of weak and really stretching it but those four to me are so strong and like I could totally see them doing those connections on purpose oh definitely yeah knowing BTS and Big Hit and everyone that works with them definitely I would not put it past them to have done that no for sure not I'm just blown away that I didn't know about it until now I know. how crazy what the fuck <laughs> um, but this Wattpad post is from 2016 and like there's only like like four comments on it from that year so i just don't think that it's very well known yeah so hopefully all of you guys listening maybe learned a thing or two and you should let us know about what you think of these theories that um this person ended up posting a couple years ago yes um so hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and um we enjoyed having you and we're glad that you're listening and we are actually planning on having more era episodes coming at you because it was way too long between this one and the last one and we don't want it to be that long again um these are really really fun to do so we'll definitely have another one coming soon um if you liked it you can let us know that you liked it by again writing a review on iTunes or um, reaching out to us on our email, on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow us or you can DM us, whatever. We love to hear from you. We love interacting with you like on Twitter threads, on Instagram messages, like whatever. It's awesome. It's the best part of our day. So definitely we become a part of that because in addition to following us, you get to talk to all of the other people who listen to this podcast so yay like more friends it's super super cool (laughs) um so (laughs) if you want to do that or if you'd like to support us additionally on paypal or patreon you can find links for all of our social media ways to contact us and ways to support us in the description in the description thanks for listening and thanks for standing bts